This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when you, with your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online anytime on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas. We ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another and another that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them. Bang them. Bang them. Somebody light me up. Time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. things Edmonton Elks and the CFL and we're a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network locally grown community supported and also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew and welcome back to the district tonight as uh, we get started on uh, wrapping up our first preseason game and uh, lots of things to talk about and of course this uh, this night we are going to be awarding the Jimmy Gaines Award, and uh, we have our uh, favorite guest on to do that. But uh, before we get started, uh, I should say that the uh, I'm wearing my Earthquake shirt tonight because I wanted to support our friend Earthquake, who uh, unfortunately uh, got quite an injury, and we hope all the best for Quaku uh, as he goes through his recovery. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. Uh, thank you for joining us on the YouTube Live, and if you've downloaded the show, thank you very much for downloading. Uh, make sure you share that link with all your friends. Uh, we're about 20 followers away on Twitter from 2,500, so if you could help us get there, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, that'd be uh, very cool to get there. And and remember to add your questions in the chat right down there, and uh, we will make sure that we will chat about those as the show goes on. So let's get the gang in here, starting with Superfan Mike. There it is. Oh. <laughs> Shaking I'll it try up. Different. Yep. Keeping yep. the Jantlers, uh, you know, changing it up. So <laughs> It's good to uh, change your Jantlers every now and again. That's right. New school Jantlers. Yep. Well, you know, it's... Uh, that sounded even worse than I thought it was going to as it came out of my mouth. So uh, let's Perfect. just keep going around the table. <laughs> uh, who else is here this evening? Well, there's one commissioner, Kayla. How are you, Kayla? Hi. I've got a bit of a disco ball thing going. Oh, neat. That's... Ooh, fancy. <laughs> oh, the sun. Well, How we've always said you that are. you sparkle and now you're just making it real. You're right, ma'am. I just <laughs> had some work done. <laughs> More sparkles added? You can oh. never have too many sparkles. Yes, mm-hmm. I I will be here to tell you, yes, you can have too many sparkles. That's yes. a lie, straight out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> For you. 
Uh-huh. Leanne knows. Uh, let's bring in our guest because uh, yes. we uh, we're always excited uh, as training camp gets close to an end. Uh, we welcome our good friend from Victoria, Paul Reckner. Thank you for joining us again. No problem. I I, I apologize for any bit of a a letdown for all the people that thought it was going to be JMO with your your favorite guest. But, uh. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's fair, actually. Uh, Jamal will be on soon because we know he hit the waves again today, and uh, yes. we want, we're so happy that Jamo is back uh, on the radio, and he will be joining us before too long. So, uh, but tonight we have Paul, so that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, it sounds so exciting tonight. I know we have Paul. We have Paul. How how was uh, how was your training camp visit, Paul? It, it was really good start. It was. It's really been good in the end, and it was very COVIDy in the middle. So, uh, little little interruption there in a uh, what was dubbed the the Real Housewives of Edmonton quarantine here in the Western. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> Seems fair. I'm I'm not sure how to react to that, but uh, that's that, that's what happens. Um, how it it's still it's nice though to get back to be in the stadium for training camp, sitting up with all of our friends, you know sitting on our judging chairs. It's, it's exactly what we've been waiting for. Oh, it, it, it was phenomenal. You know, walking in day one, seeing the familiar faces, uh, just soaking in the atmosphere and stuff like that. I don't think any of us could have said a single thing about what happened on the field that day. Um, and then it was sort of getting down to business and studying over the last little while and starting to get the rosters down, seeing some of the, the organizational learning as, as, as the Elks, uh, have a, a team that really hasn't been through a training camp before in terms of the off-field side as well. And uh, they've demonstrated a lot of growth in terms of how they're, they're getting rosters out and, and, and interacting and stuff like that. So commend them for, for that on the fly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I know that uh, you're only here for a couple more days, so we can say this now. What was uh, your favorite part of uh, this, this training camp round? Um, hmm. Well, Chile Quiles at CH Cafeteria was, was a big highlight. As Everybody's well. favorite, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just soaking it up and, and, and you know, having football back live after a, basically a, a two-year absence. Um, on Sunday, being down close to the field at the end uh, with, with your kids down there and, and getting a lot of the interaction with uh, with players and, and stuff like that. That was that was fun as well. Annoying your kids is always fun for me. Um, Us too. Yeah. As it should be. Um, as it should be. Yeah. No, just seeing seeing the guys and and seeing the competition back and um, just soaking it in. It it feels like the real first step back to some normalcy. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. And uh, I. I want to thank you because uh, I know you were helping to call over some of the guys that, uh, that, you, that you needed to meet, but it worked out really well for Nathan to get his hat signed. And he was super excited about that. He's, he wore it all day to school today. And so uh, I, I got to give a shout out to, uh, you know, Nick Arbuckle took the extra time, Martise Jackson. Um, oh, I, for some reason. District Manny. Yep. Manny Arsenault, who was also wearing the Turf District shirt. Um, and uh, and then, of course, Niles Morgan there at the end and Thomas Costigan. Um, great for them to come over and, and get a chance to say hi. And, and, and Nathan 
was really excited about that. So he, uh, yeah, he he's wearing his hat proudly. I'm sure he's wearing it as he's going to sleep right now. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> and the Get Wilder t-shirt. Like and his Get Wilder like shirt. That's right. Yeah. So like father like son. I'm sure you wear your your <laughs> uh, cap to to sleep there. So yeah. I I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, before we uh, before we start talking about camp and the the preseason game and all that, uh, we did almost have a hiccup in our season. So let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the CBA. Uh, it was ratified last week. Uh, very exciting. It meant we get to keep going to uh, practices, and of course, then that we did have the preseason game. Um, couple of changes in the new deal. Um, still a seven year deal uh, with an option at Ooh. five out. So. That's amazing. I'm excited that we don't have to talk about this for at least another five years. That makes me very happy. Um, I have a question. I have a question. Sorry. Yes, what, please. How, so could either side um, trigger an opt-out at five years? I think it's just the player side. Just the player side? And is there specifications of what can be deemed worthy, I guess you could say, to opt-out or to, you know? I believe it's the TSN deal. Correct. So okay. the TSN deal gives them a lot more money. Obviously, the players are going to want to opt out and get a piece of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, Thank that's, you. That's where that's sitting. No problem. Uh, there was ratification bonus, uh, which means each team sees approximately 130k to distribute to its players. Um, James Wilder Jr., we found out, is using uh, that to get a bunch of tickets to the June 3rd game. Amazing. Awesome, which was... That was just an awesome announcement by him. And, uh, uh, and you know, hey, if there's more people going to the game and it's another donation towards helping, uh, you, you know, Ukrainian families and that type of thing, what a that's just an amazing thing to do. That was exciting. Mm -hmm. really, really like that. Um, the cap is still going to rise. Uh, it'll go to 5.35 million in 2022. Um, the minimum salary goes to 70K in 2023 and 75K in 2027. Um, so, I mean... Paul, Mike, you, you and you guys remember when we were talking about the the base salary being 55k. Like it really yeah. wasn't that long ago, and um, so th this is starting to get into a good spot of of competition, uh, even with the other leagues that are coming. So that I, I thought that was pretty good. Um, and uh, but the now the ratio rule is still the weirdo rule that I'm not sure how they're going to keep right. track of, but. Um, uh, we're taught eight nationals. One is a naturalized American. Uh, you can have up to two more uh, naturalized American as substitutes for up to 49% of snaps, and that's going to increase to three in 2024. So, uh, Paul, I know that you're connected with a lot of the players in the CFLPA. Um, tell me just what did you think of the deal and, and how this all kind of finally came came together? Um, the, the fan in me was, was frustrated for how long it took, um, understanding some of the collective bargaining process. I have a, an undergrad in labor relations. It, it always goes to the end. It, it always goes to the, the 11th hour and, and you kind of know that that's going to happen. Uh, not ratifying the first agreement, despite the recommendation of, of the bargaining team was, was very surprising to me, but what the biggest takeaway I have out of this entire thing is the solidarity that the, the PA was able to have. Even when 
the last uh, when the the deal didn't get ratified, and there was a lot of narrative out there from both media and the league itself about this is now Canadian versus U.S. This is, you know, there were there there was efforts uh, or cons intentional or not to sort of sow some division. Um, and, and there were a lot of leaders across the league, including Nick Arbuckle here in Edmonton, that came out and said, this isn't a Canadian-American thing. This is a player's thing. And uh, we're, we're united in this, that they still had a 99% strike vote uh, in, in some cases. Um, that, that's absolutely amazing, given the history of what the, the CFLPA has been. So kudos to the leadership um, with, from, from Brian Ramsey and Solomon Alamimian and the vice presidents, uh, Kinger and, and, and Big Hill and uh, Wamba, um, you know, those those guys did a tremendous job. The The bargaining team got some substantial gains in terms of players' health. Uh, before the last CBA, there was one year of health coverage when you retired, it hurt or not. And, and they got it up to three years last time. It now goes to four this year and up to five next year. So, um, that, that's so huge for American players that don't have this uh, um, nationalized health care that we have in Canada. A Canadian player, if he get hurt, he's still going to be covered through his Alberta health care or, or whatever provincial health care. American players are they're kind of on their own um, for some of this stuff. So huge get uh, and, and a, not something that's really at the expense of anything either. It's it's doing the right thing by those that, that need it. So um a lot of the what was bargained are things that players that are currently in the league right now are never really going to see the benefits of um, with the average career being so short and um, most of them in the league now won't be here at the end of the seven years um, and they certainly won't be making minimum salary towards the end of that that period of time so they they were in this for for a lot of the right reasons in, in terms of future generations that are going to stand on, on their shoulders fantastic fantastic uh, super fan, any thoughts on the CBA? Yeah, I think that, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we were exceptionally lucky here and in Calgary in that the labor laws of Alberta permitted us to see a full camp without interruption. I think that had there been an interruption, that would have been detrimental to see that uh, progress uh, sort of just disappear if we had to take time off uh it still was very tough for the other seven teams i think um but i think that for what they got what they wanted to get they needed to as paul said have that solidarity and be willing to risk it all to get what they felt that they not only needed but deserved um one thing i don't know did you mention that there'd be uh 12 padded practices added throughout the year so uh, almost, you know, we're talking two-thirds of, of the weeks there will be a padded practice in there as well. So I think that might go a long way to improving the product we see on the field as well. Uh, I mean, I don't know the, the numbers behind that, the stats behind the uh, adding padded practice versus not, but I guess the proof is going to be in the pudding when we start seeing that. So that was kind of nice. Um, I am, like you, kind of interested How about the 49% of snaps mm-hmm. that the uh, naturalized American uh, subs are going to be taking. Um, I know that in the States, they do a snap count for some of these players. And I think if the CFL could implement that, that would be kind of interesting for fans alike, right? Just like seeing a pitch count for a pitcher. You could see that snap count for some of these people. It's like this person has taken, you know, X number of snaps. And if it's going to be the same, you can only take in the last two games, X number of snaps, that kind of thing. I think that'd be kind of interesting. 
Uh, yeah, that would, that would be kind of cool. I know I heard on another pod, they were talking about like chips in the jerseys or something that kind of will me- Shock be able them? to tell you who's on. The, <laughs> yes. Who's on, who gets the snap. Right. So it's right. kind of uh, interesting on that. Kamish, hmm. uh, any Dude, other things? Oh, sorry, Paul, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to clarify on the padded practices. It's 12 one hour sessions throughout the season. So it won't right. even be a full, full workout, but some, some pads right. within there, which and I think the PA has claimed that it's a 30% reduction in injuries since taking out the padded practices. So there, there, there has been some real effect. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the, um, I know the padded practice that we saw <laughs> in training camp, like, can I go every time they have a padded practice? Cause that's craziness. That's, Intense. that's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, Kamish, do you have any thoughts on this before we get into our uh, preseason game? Yeah, we have football. Yeah. <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's um, all you needed i mean yeah i i'm 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 just glad to see that it actually worked out and now we have football and me being an in insurance to see guys have better insurance and extending across each and every player that sings to my heart because i i'm always in the gist of the more you get the less likely you're gonna have a, an issue or a problem that's just how it is in insurance sorry folks <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, kudos, kudos. The only thing that I would say is, uh, when you're going through somewhat of a controversy, it's probably smart to stay off social media or bite the tongue because unfortunately, you know, we know what social media does and just for your own benefit, for your own mental health, probably best to stay off or just really, um, you can state an opinion, but be very careful of how you say it to other people as well, because uh, you, you don't make fans. And I just, I don't know, some of those things that were on, I'm like, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's going to get used against you because it always does. But uh, other than that, woohoo, football, let's go. <laughs> Got to use that uh, at the beginning of the show. That's perfect. Yeah. Woohoo, football. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk about our preseason game uh yes. big win by the elks 32 20 over the winnipeg blue bombers um now of course it's a game that uh we at least got to listen to thank goodness for dave and morley uh so that we had that for us um paul give me a couple of impressions on the uh on the game from friday night uh well i think our quarterbacking situation got a whole lot clearer mm-hmm um, I would say our backup quarterback situation got a little hazy. Fair point. Yeah. Um, I I think, I mean, we've had the five quarterbacks plus the internship um, in, in, the, in camp um, with Beaudry and, and Trey Ford. I think we're a safe bet that both of those guys are going to be on the roster in some way, shape or form. Um, but certainly Kyle Oxley, Tighten things up with uh, sure. with Cornelius in, in terms of uh, um, how they how they looked, anyways. Um, but it was nice to see uh, what what a lot of us had seen in camp with Mick Arbuckle really looking the part of QB one um, and and translating that onto the field. Uh, little dinged up the last few days and hasn't been throwing, but uh, um, doesn't seem to be anything too major. Um, the other Game that that sort of stuck out for me was uh, Corte Sapp, uh, defensive end. That was 
something that we wasn't a person I really had my eye on through through camp, but sometimes when the lights are on and live live fire uh, guys emerge and uh, in such a, a high contact physical battle like that, um, going with real snaps is a lot better judgment as, as to what a guy's going to bring. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, we heard his name a lot, that's for sure. So that, well, especially in that first half, I don't know how much he played in the second half, but definitely heard <laughs> quite a bit in the first half. So uh, what about you, Commissioner? Um, You know, I uh, slightly listened to the game. I'm not going to lie. I was in Calgary with family. <laughs> so I was mostly just keeping track on the Sportsnet tracker of like the scores and stuff. And um I know it's only preseason, but it, it feels pretty dang good to win. <laughs> right. And against the, you know, Grey Cup champs doesn't hurt either. Um, but I know, like, there's some, su- not surprises, I should say, that uh, my guy, uh, Jalen Marshall, hey, had yeah. a fantastic game. He had a phenomenal so, game. Yeah. Right? So, and utility guy, that? like, all, like, passing, rushing, returning, like, he did it all. Celebrating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and say, we had a return game. Like celebration, though, because it was the greatest celebration. Okay. Ever. I won't say anything. Although it, oh, go it, ahead. it matched my vibe completely. I'm like, yeah, that's something that I would probably do. The fumble. Well, not that it was the tumble fumble. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, at tailgate, we're going to be like, yay, jump. And somebody's going to duck and Kayla's going to fly over top. And, <laughs> like, yeah, was... and then oh. just get up like it was no thing. Like, yeah. high five. <laughs> All good. All good. But, All good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Marshall I mean, did show out for sure. And we had a return game. Like, mm-hmm. do we actually return the ball? Weird, this is right? bizarre. I don't know. Even are there words to actually? I mean, it's still preseason, so you can't get too excited. But the fact that we could actually move the ball up more than five yards, wow. Oh, I'm getting yeah. excited. Wow. <laughs> Christian Salisbury. Uh, wasn't it a 46 yard return? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time that we actually went more than, let's say 25 yards? Does... 2015. <laughs> well, might be. There's a lot of catch and fall without a penalty. Game. That's a little different. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, a clean, a clean run. We'll have to, we'll have to yeah, look at 2018. That up. I think we were close to a touchdown at one point, but yeah. Ran out of gas. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, super fan, shoot away. Uh, well, uh, no surprise to anyone. I, I loved hearing about the run game. We had five players that had better than nine-yard average per carry, uh, which is phenomenal, including Trey Ford, who uh, had a 9.4. But uh, for me, the guy I was looking forward to hearing about, if not seeing, was um, Walter Fletcher. Absolutely. who had just a single carry for 29 yards, which is absolutely <laughs> outstanding. Uh, we've been noticing uh, Terrence Roberts a lot in camp, T-Bob, as we were calling him. Yep. He had a you know 9.5 average, uh, Sherman Batty with nine yards, and Jalen Marshall, of course, with 11. And the other one I was interested in seeing how he was going to get used just because we were not sure how he was going to make that roster uh, was Caleb Lightborn, yep. who was handling the punts and kickoffs. Uh, his punts, his net punts, he had three yards uh, per punt net better than Hutchins. And his kickoffs were more than 10 yards per kick better, uh, which is phenomenal. Over 70 yards average per kickoff. That's wow. Absolutely outstanding with a 73-yard max, which, which 
Ooh. He's an American. Uh, we already have an American kicking uh, with Sergio. Sergio. So we will see if they can make it. But he was also the guy holding on all the kicks and still holding on the kicks on training camp. So you never know. Maybe they will figure out a way to get him on this team. Yeah, They moved great. the kickoffs back five yards this year too, didn't they? They did. They sure so did. And he's got- a little extra leg strength could come in handy. You're not necessarily right in the end zone there. And he's also got that ten, you know, that five second hang time sometimes, which means your guys will get downfield. You're not kicking your coverage. Yeah, well, his his hang time on his punts is ridiculous. Like, yeah, we you know, it's averaging like four and a half <laughs> seconds, and that's crazy for so bad. How far that's traveling? That's that's really really cool. So yeah, no, I was definitely excited about that. Now, uh, on the kicking side, Hutchins did go three for three in field goal. Yeah, two for sure two did. in the point afters. Um, so that was not. I mean, we all know that you know Sergio is the uh, place kicker, but still, um, yeah, it's kind of cool that he did have some of those. Um, a couple other names that that jumped out to me. Um, Hutter had a had a big game. Nine tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, had the interception there near the end. Um, Jamin Pelly with the great big push on that that uh, got back and kind of knocked uh, Prukop, which then he floated the ball and yay Hutter. That was uh, that was good. Uh, I, I mean, we turned the ball over once always. We had uh, exactly. We had two. Uh, Two interceptions and a fumble, I believe, and and that yeah. was something we just weren't doing last year. We weren't getting turnovers at all. So, um, you know, I, again, you know, preseason game, but hey, we'll uh, we'll we'll take it. Like that was uh, it's it, it's it. There was lots of guys that stood out, and mm-hmm. I I even got to hear DeQuellen's name at least once. So that was exciting. Um, it was. But I thought. Um, I thought overall um, a, a good effort. They had the one kind of bad defensive drive, but other than that, for for kind of throwing guys together and switching guys up all the time, I thought it was uh, it sounded like it was executed fairly well. Like guys were actually fighting for their jobs. Isn't it weird when people want to be there? Wow. Oh, neat, <laughs> neat. Uh, yeah, well, we'll, we will talk about our, our, uh, next game coming up here in a bit, but I'm curious to know how, how that one's going to land out, uh, especially with the, the, who is going to play where and, and how that's Mm -hmm. going to go. That'll be, that'll be fun. Um, one of the other quick themes on, on that, we, we talked briefly on special teams. I think one of the big stories for, for this team this year is going to be having, uh, Merritt Bowden as, as a special team. Yes. And, and uh, some of the media has started to, to play this a little bit, but having the focus of one voice for all the teams uh, rather than Noel Thorpe would handle one and Elizondo would handle one and uh, a lot of cooks in the kitchen and, and not a lot of the continuity, I think is going to be just huge. Um, a lot of times when you get a coach that signs a little later in the offseason, you're kind of thinking second, third, fourth, fifth choice. Um, I happen to know that Merritt Bowden was their first choice and they were going after him since early in January and uh, finally, uh, finally get him to sign and, and the early dividends are, are certainly looking to be there. Yeah, I would agree. And even just watching at training camp, the way that they're doing the blocking and the way that you can hear him coaching the guys, it's mm-hmm. okay. They're, they're looking to make a difference here. I think it's going to be very interesting. And he can rock a bucket hat. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't we all need to rock a bucket hat? According to Aaron Grimes, we all need yes. to 
rocking a bucket hat. That's very important. Um, all right. Well, before we get to our next segment, because uh, we've we've talked about the game, we've talked a little bit about camp. We'll we'll talk a little bit more. But uh, Paul, it is that time. Uh, we need to uh, figure out who is this year's Jimmy Gaines. Uh, you should say it. What am I saying it for? Jimmy Gaines. There we go. Yeah, uh, for that award. And um, now, for those of you that are new to the show, the Jimmy Gaines Award is is uh, given to the player, the the new player on the Elks that stood out the most during training camp. And this was started in 2016 when we were at camp, and there was a young man named Jimmy Gaines that uh, grabbed the eye of one Paul Reckner and uh, made it also fun to say his name over and over again. Uh, and then every year since then, we have uh, given the award out. In 2017, it went to Daquan Bowers, who was on the defensive line. In 2018, it went to Manny Hunter, who is a DB. In 2019, it went to Taekwon Glass, who was a DB on the corner. And obviously, we haven't had one since. So we've been waiting for three years. It is time to give the new award. So who this year, Paul, is the recipient of the Jimmy Gaines Award? Well, we we, we had it pretty much narrowed down to two. And uh, as, as an honorary mention, uh, Javante Dean, uh, a.k.a. Fodell. Uh, we're rocking 41 on the cornerback. Um, a leg day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's at a, a great camp and 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 really turned heads. But ultimately, it's it's DQ to Quillen Thomas, uh, our, our Sam linebacker, uh, uh, appearing that that he is going to potentially be the starter at Sam this year. Um, made an impact consistently early in camp, straight through, and um, yeah, I. I I put him forward as, as the Jimmy Gaines <laughs> this year. 2022. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Commissioner uh, and Mike, did you guys have anybody that you wanted to give honorable mention to? I, I'm not I'm not giving one, by the way, because I agree with Paul. My my pick was DeQuellen Thomas. So, um, But uh, Commissioner Mike, is there anybody else that stood out to you? Uh, there's been a few people I really liked. Uh, Karan Ashley is a player that I uh, thought has been steadily getting better and better. Um, of course, he did have uh, the touchdown in the game, mm-hmm. which uh, the celebration was a little fun as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, how can he not love that? Um, but he's been sort of my otherwise. But yeah, a DQ Thomas has been just absolutely outstanding and a guy that looked like he was... Uh, Long-time member of the squad. Yeah, absolutely. Commissioner? Another, sorry, another off-field shout-out, uh, just with that, that touchdown. Uh, the video crew yes. from the Elks. Oh, yes. Putting some outstanding content there in right place, mm-hmm. right time, and all that sort of thing. But the production value that they're showing on those sorts of things, that's that's really shown through with Richard's work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we'll take more. Anytime, especially on games that aren't televised. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Even if they are. Even if yeah. they are, all the time. That that yeah, that ground level. Oh, love it. Beautiful. Um, I mean, I've already said it before. I I just I I love them. I love me some five. I love me some Jalen Marshall. Yeah. Uh, so I have to I have to give the nod, but I again agree with DQ and. Um, who am I to say I can't? 
not say, I should say, is uh, Trey Ford. So <laughs> I um, thank you for making it look the back of looking a little hazy. So that makes it much more interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. But I, I definitely um, I'm really excited that, you know, Jalen was one of the first guys that I caught notice of. And he's just continuing on his progression and showed up on game day. So I really hope that that continues. And uh, number five. <laughs> There's a new it's clip. It's like that podcast version of, of Evander Kane. Speaking of, we have no that. Oilers game on that uh, night coming up. So that's excellent. Yes. Oof. And no Oilers big game thanks. tonight, which was great. Next week, Very, we might be big absolutely yeah. screwed. But tonight, we, we don't have a game. So it was great. We could have people join us here. That was fantastic. Um, all right, super fan. Um, do you, should we grab some uh, fan questions here before we get to uh, some hoard and tell? Yeah, we've got a few things in here. Um, I think the uh, line of the podcast so far uh, comes from Linda Wood Edwards, uh, who, after Paul was introduced, says, "I've seen better hair on cheese." <laughs> um, <laughs> as someone who makes cheese, I I have to agree. It's true. Um, <laughs> Oh my! Yep, uh, Jerry Wood Cooper. That goes. What was that? Wood comma L. Yes. <laughs> the uh, Jerry Cooper echoes the. Thankfully, the Oilers aren't playing uh, on the night of the the big game on Friday. So let's hope for some good weather. Uh, Ken Ludwig says it's 23 degrees for a high temperature on Friday, partly Oof. cloudy. So Perfect. absolutely stellar football weather. Ken Ludwig says, I want to see Loxley with game time in the first half against the Stamps. It's a higher caliber opponent. And that's the thing is we have to remember that even though we were just listening to the game, this was against a lot of backups in some cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they were getting down the depth chart by the time they got to that fourth quarter. So yeah, you have sure. to temper some of your expectations. But even still, with some of these guys on our side were also down the depth chart as well. So exactly. um, outside of our offensive line, I mean, some of our receivers and everyone else were long gone the starters anyway by the time we got to Loxley uh what else we've got here Chris Agar sounds like he was at training camp today uh he says the kid from Nova Scotia was booming the punts Mm -hmm. and uh Fletcher was looking good in drills today big quicks which is uh you know to be expected come on yeah yeah what's that my high school nickname (laughs) big quicks Oh, I thought he was the kid from Nova Scotia, um, <laughs> which was confusing me. Um, Ken is saying, yes, kickoffs. We're moved back there now for kicking from the 30. So you got to figure if someone's kicking, you know, a 70-yard kickoff, that's getting it down to the 10 still, which is pretty impressive. Very, yeah. Ken says also, it sounds like he was uh, at camp. It was nice to see McConzo on the field today. Oh, uh, I'm good. not sure if he practiced on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And a person I've been sort of uh, looking forward to seeing was Niles Morgan. And uh, he had been sort of in and out of camp the entire time. So it sounds like he's back as well. So that's great. Uh, Jerry Cooper with an interesting notice on all of Paul's Jimmy Gain winners is that all of them have played on D. Yep, that's true. What's it going to take to get an offensive player or maybe a special teams player as the Jimmy Gaines winner? I was going to say, I think, I think, Gavin Cobb made a made a push for it early, and yeah. then then had to work up a little bit. So maybe next maybe next year maybe next year there'll be somebody. That you never know. Out. Yeah. 
something for them to uh, aspire to. All those uh, newbies in camp next year on yes. offense. <laughs> it, it's kind of an interesting aspect. I never thought about it that way, but uh, when you're watching things in practice, offensive successes you generally chalk up more to a team thing. Sure. Uh, great catch by a receiver. Well, it was a fantastic ball by the quarterback as well. Or great blocks. Something like that. Yeah. Um, defensive successes, as much as they're still a team product, uh, it comes across again from a, a, a somewhat untrained eye like ourselves where you know it's the db stepping up and making the big play it's the knockdown and usually the huge celebration and getting on the ball and running it back all the way to the end zone whether there's whistles or not um so it, it there could be a little bit of bias within that just in terms of how how we're watching um the thing so it's, it's an interesting point and uh, i will uh take that feedback next year I think it's interesting, especially if, if it would have been earlier, maybe Gavin Cobb might have been higher in that ranking. Uh, yeah. As the week sort of turned into two weeks, he sort of maybe settled into the mean. And, and not that he's doing poorly, it's just that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, and that isn't always necessarily you know, making the big play. Yeah, and if we have another week, you're right, maybe it is Karan that's that's showing right. up in this, or, or uh, um, uh, Raphael um, Leonard. Leonard, Raph Leonard, yeah. uh, you know, another guy that sort of stood out a little bit too. So, yeah, lot, at least this year we had lots to pick from, and it wasn't like, yeah, well, there's like two or three. <laughs> this year we, we had a fair number that caught our eye. So that's uh, that's what happens when you turn a roster over completely, I guess. Yeah, and they lots should make the team. From, yeah, lots to pick from, and actually getting to see them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's that that is a big deal for sure, for sure. The one one guy. That, they just signed this weekend that I'm really excited to add is uh, Claudel Lewis um, defensive tackle. He was BC's rookie of the year nomination nominee in 2018 and then uh, transitioned out of playing and was actually their defensive line coach last year. Um, so obviously a very cerebral player in that, but 31 years old still had some gas in the tank. BC brought in John Bowman to coach their divine this year. Um, and, uh, Claudel, I guess has, has some more, uh, something more to prove. And, and I, I'm really excited to see that addition to, to our defensive line late in camp. And, uh, he, he would have certainly been a, a guy I keep an eye on if he were here from day one. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that, uh, it, it's interesting, right? Chris Jones, he'll, he'll bring guys back to the game. <laughs> So that's, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll take it, right? And, We've had a few. Uh, yeah. No kidding. It's, it's not like Manny's looked out of place. No, no. he's been great. By a long shot. So I think Manny makes everyone around him better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, absolutely. So, all right, Superfan, are you ready for some horrid intel before uh, we, we continue on with some news and getting ready for this week's game? You bet. There is one thing though, but just came in the chat. Uh, I think okay. it's good to ask everybody here: okay. How much of the vets do we see on Friday? That's Ooh. Coach Vic. I still don't think we see more than a quarter, honestly. Because um, the reason I say that is just because we have so many young guys, lots of which we just talked about that right. are really battling for a position and this is their mm-hmm. last chance to get in front of the lights and, and probably in front of a huge crowd too. So, um, 
in my opinion, I, I, I think we only see maybe a quarter and, and, and there's a chance that Arbuckle doesn't even play. So, um, right. We'll see. Uh, what do you think on that, Paul? Uh, I think you're right. I don't think Arbuckle sees the field this week. Um, you're going to prioritize evaluation both in terms of how and, and, and what we're going to use Trey Ford for, um, as well as trying to make a decision if there's one to be made between Loxley and, and Cornelius. Um, I think bets are going to play when they're uh, they're still competing for a spot. They're going to be given every opportunity, and, and I think that's a Jones thing. You're going to respect your your guys uh, that way. But we, there's also some that didn't even play last week. Um, Dion Lacey, uh, Adam Konar, uh, where you're going to want to work them and get their legs under them um, and, and see where they're at. Uh, Niles Morgan, I don't think, is going to play this week, but he was indicating he'll be ready for, for week one. Um, I think Toby Antigua got dinged a little bit last game. So I, I could see resting some guys, but I think, again, you want to have the starters in there to the degree that they're important in evaluating the others. You, you need some starting receivers if you're going to evaluate your quarterbacks. You're going to need your, uh, a good protection of a starting offensive line to really see how those guys work with a little bit of time and um, not just throwing blitzes at them and, and stuff like that. And, and Winnipeg really blitzed a lot on Trey Ford in the first half. And in the second half, it, it sounds like he handled it a lot better and, and got his composure. Well, we know that Calgary likes to blitz even late in the game. So <laughs> better make sure that you have some protection. Um, That's a good thing a, a quarterback got released today or yesterday. So Yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they were all, uh, yeah, they were all just grumpy about the loss. That's what happens. Oh, well, I meant Pipkin being released, so he's available. So you never know. Oh, so you never know. That's true. Yeah, that's a. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. BC needs a guy. They they do. Yeah. Uh, Mike, your thought? How long are the vets in? Yeah, I think you might see a quarter, maybe twenty minutes of the of the game. Uh, for the most part, but like Paul says, some of these guys are going to need to play. Our offensive line is going to be pretty much intact for the majority of the first game. Um, you're going to want to see how some of these new guys are going to go, so they might rotate them in with some of the veterans just to see, you know, if we have Beard and Cordy on one side to test out some of those tackles. Um, our uh, left tackle in the last game, Garcia. Garcia. I think he sounded like he performed exceptionally well uh, in the game. So that's another guy that uh, has come in because Tony Washington's been a little dinged up. So he's come in and it sounds like he's been fitting in great. So that's another great find. Yeah, absolutely. Kayla, what do you think? Vet? Uh, well, just as an aside on the O-line, I'm really excited to actually watch them play rather than, cause you know, you don't hear a lot of calling right. um, that line during the game. It's mostly, you know, where the ball is. And I, I'd like to see how they're actually functioning as a group, because I know that there were some weak spots during training camp. So I'm excited to see that on Friday. Um, but I, I'm hoping like you all that it's not, there's not going to, um, we're not going to see a lot of action with the vets. Uh, I do. I would like to see them in the first quarter to set the tone, shake off the rust and then let the new kids, you know, come on after that and, and show us what you got. But I think it's really important to set the tone of the game and the vets know how to do that. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, especially being that it'll likely be a huge crowd. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. 
Um, all right, super fan. Let's do some uh, horde intel, and then we can get to wrapping up here. So uh, we'll bring in. There you are. All right, beautiful what you got for us this evening. Uh, this is uh, very new to the collection. Uh, somebody dropped this off a couple hours ago. Wow, uh, very new. <laughs> very new. Um, so I've got a lot of friends that are also collectors, and a few friends that are what we call diggers, who got <laughs> sort of fine stuff digging through whatever they can and it's not necessarily just football it's all kinds of things but they know that they find anything green and gold that uh, i'm the guy they say come to which is you know i'm grateful for that uh so my friend gary came today who i've known for several years he's a cfl collector but fortunately doesn't necessarily collect all the green and gold and he brought me this today which i thought was kind of nice it's a little falling apart but um oh wow yeah it's kind of fun so uh, he thought it might be a game-worn. I don't really think it is. I mean, it's certainly got the length to be a game-worn. And let's be honest, uh, the only number 13 I can think of that would have worn this style wasn't a very large man. So yeah. you never know. Uh, however, I don't see any uh, spots where a name bar would have been sewn on. So uh, it's most likely a fan jersey or something that was maybe prepped. Um, there's certainly a lot of stains on it and quite a lot of wear, uh, rips and everything else, but just absolutely beautiful. I have a similar jersey. What here. air is that from, Mike? This is the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's a, not a fan jersey, nobody wore 13 prior to 1973. Uh, in 72, when Larry Highball was here, he wore uh, 73 because uh, he was mostly taking offensive snaps. And then in 72, they or 73, they moved him to defense and he wore 13. Uh, here's a very similar jersey. Uh, the stripes are a little different on this one. This is 55, which would have been a Ron Este. This one, someone has scribbled a bunch of signatures on um, <laughs> as... One of our, our favorite viewers, Linda, in the chat has already told me this is not Dan Kepley's signature. Um, <laughs> and even if it was, I'm really sure that Earl Edwards would not have been signing any jerseys around here because, let's be honest, he wasn't around. You can ask Brian Hall where it happened to him. So. Yeah. But yeah, so like I said, this is, uh, this is the newest little addition. Even if it's a fan jersey from the 70s, it almost has a... Uh, not quite a light canvas feel, but uh, who knows? Maybe it was a good winter fit for when you're going to those cold games. So, yeah. Could it that's be a practice jersey? What was that? Could it be a practice jersey or something? Entirely possible. Um, they, they, don't, they didn't wear numbers um, back then in preseason games either. So mm-hmm. that's a possibility. Um, but again, it is a very heavy knit. So, yeah, it's more than likely. I and mean, most of the, pre, the uh, training camp jerseys I saw didn't have stripes on the arms. So... Generally speaking, it could have been something they also wore to signings and things like that. So I'm not sure because I don't know a lot of people when I've watched games wearing fan jerseys. And all the ones I've seen so far have always been white. So I own two of them, but I've seen a few other ones with numbers that would have been big. Of course, 42, 12, um, 65, things like that. So, um, yeah, always white jerseys, always these. So, yeah, it's a possibility it was for signings. It was a possibility it was for... Uh, maybe some sort of camp or whatever, but uh, whatever it is, it's a happy part of my collection. <laughs> I like that. Those styles. Yeah. It's awesome. It's very, very. That sort of three quarter length sleeve, which was kind of mm-hmm. great, which is why the striping now. I mean, you, people always talk about redoing some of these striping, but when you see how far down they are on the sleeve and you think that the sleeves now go to here, <laughs> you're going to lose most of that. So <laughs> even for yeah. just apparel. Hand yes, hand. absolutely. This might be a little tight on me, but I'll give it a shot, right? 
Love it when you drop those hints because you know Victor's watching. That's precisely what we do. Uh, yeah, exactly. The vintage stuff always. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we want. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into a little more uh, Elks news here uh, before we finish off for the show. Um, they did um, make some cuts after the game. Uh, I don't think there was anybody that was super surprising. Um but uh, they did go with uh, releasing offensive lineman uh, Dantony. I don't know if I said that right. Dantony. Demery. Dantony. 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 Demery. All right. Defensive lineman Fulani Freeman. Uh, wide receiver Dominic Davis. Defensive back Floyd Redfield. Uh, defensive lineman Nathan Brisson Fast, which might have been the only one that kind of jumped out to me. Uh, defensive back Stefan Claiborne, r- uh, running back Alex Gale, defensive back Shaden Phillip, and running back Kevin Dubois. And of course, two of the local guys there at Alex Gale and Shaden Phillip. So, yep. um, it uh, it's always hard when they come down to cut day, but you you know what's going to happen, and there'll be mm-hmm. another one this weekend, and we'll there'll be I'm sure there'll be a couple of names in there that will be like what. <laughs> But, uh, Always is. Yeah. Any names in there that really surprised you guys? I don't know that anyone surprised me. Um, I thought Shaq Hill was one of those guys that at the beginning of camp was getting more reps with the A squad. And by the time we got to that preseason, he wasn't really getting many reps with the A's. He was always with the, the twos or the B's, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so not much of a surprise. It, uh, Floyd Redfield is a guy that I know we were sort of watching. Of course, he wears 42, so he's going to stick out with any uh, fans of, of the double uh, E. So uh, that is a little disappointing. I know a few people that were disappointed. Um, but yeah, I mean, no one really stood out as like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we cut that guy. Yeah, for sure. Anybody for yeah. you, Paul, or not really? I, I've been watching a lot of Shaden Phillips' uh, reps through the the camp, and I, I thought he'd, he'd look pretty good uh, through the training camp side. Um, you know, obviously had a lot of game reps there, and and, and maybe didn't fare, uh, didn't execute to the degree they wanted, and and I think that maybe there was a penalty in there that. Uh, it didn't help his cost, but uh, yeah, always, always a little sorry to see a, a local guy, a fellow U of A grad, um, and anyone who comes through that Chris Morris program, you know what kind of character they they bring and what kind of a teammate they're going to be. So um, yeah, that one was a little bit sad for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, now, Elks made a couple of announcements. Um, they add Ashley Collingbull to the game day yes. host, uh, along with Chris Sheets. Um, and that's a great ad. Uh, I'm excited to have a, a bit of a different voice and shake that up a little bit. I think that's going to be awesome. So, um, another great move by the team in, in my mind. They also made another great move today, adding the youngest employee ever to the Edmonton Elks uh, and bringing on Ronan, uh, a 13-year-old Ronan that we know, we've know we known for years, which is really cool. Um, Has been part of the chats on, on several live, uh, you know, when he's allowed to stay up that late, yes. uh, several of the YouTube lives. Yeah, so it's, uh, no, it, that, that's awesome. And he's going to be helping with their Discord, which is fantastic. So um, congrats, Ronan. Because he knows that's, what it is. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been told we need one. I'm like, okay, um, sure. Yeah. I know a guy can hire. Do you? Okay, perfect. That's good. I'm glad, I'm glad to know that. 
Uh, one of the another news announcement that came out earlier in the week that uh, Air Products was making a twenty thousand dollar donation, um, and the Elks are matching that in tickets to uh, for people to come and watch the preseason game this Friday. So, um, at fifteen dollars a ticket, that's a lot of tickets. So I, I'm I'm excited. I think this Friday is going to be packed. I think it's going to be really really cool. Um, I am very sad that I have to be. <laughs> No, I'm not very sad. I'm sad I'm going to miss it, but I want to be at Riley's thing. Um, but um, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to be amazing. And I mean, football is back at Commonwealth, and it, there is an outside chance that we might actually win a game at home. I'm not what? saying a word. Yeah, yeah, you all reacted exactly as you should. That's good. Uh, we're taking on Calgary, 7 p.m. start. Uh, tailgate should be around 5-ish, I would think, Superfan. Yes, so that Excellent. should be exciting. And, of course, in keeping with the theme, we are going to be doing pierogies, kubasa, and cabbage rolls. Ooh, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Commissioner Kayla, you'll be in my spot for that game, so uh, you'll have a spot to... Somehow, yes. Somehow to hang out every there, so that'll be very cool. Um, oh, I like this. Ken, uh, with a, the uh, the uh, prop bet for us this evening, uh, let's, let, let's, let's do a quick ad, and then we'll get to our prop bet. Let's, how about we do that? Excellent. All right. We'll do this first. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by ATB. At ATB, we make banking work for you by offering both expert and practical advice in saving, budgeting, and paying off debt. And though your financial situation and the economy may change over time, you can be confident that your money is safe and secure with ATB. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit ATB.com. That's ATB.com. All right, let's do our prop bet here, as Ken said. Let's do an over-under for the attendance on Friday night to a preseason game against Calgary where there's $15 tickets and all of them are going to support Stand with Ukraine. Oh, my goodness. I got to figure a line here. You know what? The line that I'm going to set tonight is 30K. And uh, I want to know if we're going to go over or under. So, Paul, I'll start with you. Over 40. Over wow. Okay. Wow. Commissioner. Oh, I'm definitely, wow. Over, over. Whether people show up or not, that's the amount of tickets that will probably be sold. But because okay. we all know how we're like, really, there's 35K here. Are you sure? Oh, that, that's fair. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't really take that into account. That's fair. I just, it's a lot. La- yeah. It's a laughing joke from last season. After so. last season with, we were getting in the low twenties and even 20,000, I think 30 is a good number to start with. Okay. Okay, good. All right. I don't feel so bad. Thank you, super fan. I appreciate you helping me out on that one. Um, okay. So super fan, what do you say? I still say you're crazy. That's way too low. No, I'm okay. kidding. Uh, <laughs> No, I think it's going to be over. I think, I mean, just the numbers you even talked about with the um, uh, air products doing 20,000 and the Elks matching in tickets. I mean, right there, you're looking at whatever that is, 40,000 divided by 15. And we're talking, yeah. what is that, 3,500 tickets. Uh, so right there, in addition to the season tickets and, of course, with the biggest season ticket selling day we've had to date, whether they show up or not, those were included in the numbers. So mm-hmm. I think, yeah, at 30,000 should be a very realistic number. I was going to say closer to 35,000, mm-hmm. but I like Paul's number. If we can get over 40,000, that's going to have a big statement to the league 
mm-hmm. and especially huge kudos for not only Victor Kiwi, but the entire team that he has empowered to get yeah. the sort of word out. Uh, if we can get that for a preseason game, I don't know the last time we had 40,000 to a preseason game, but it's certainly not been in the last 35 years. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. And just remember, folks, this is preseason, so don't judge too harshly if we don't win. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Just come and enjoy. We get 40,000, we win. That's right. Oh, I don't yeah. know about yeah. winning on the field, but the team but wins we win. in many exactly. ways. Yeah. There's a, yeah. many definitions of winning. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, I'll, I, I will say just over, I guess, because uh, now I really can't go against I all guess. you guys. <laughs> but, uh, you could, cool. but you'd look yeah. like a jerk. That's right. Well, is that any different I mean, than any other day? Like, really? Well, what like, do you want to say? Okay, yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Um, all right. Well, uh, the, this has been a, an amazing show as always, and it's always fun to give away the uh, the Jimmy Gaines Award. Um, and Paul, we, we need really to get a plaque for that. You, uh, we really do. We need a plaque and then a small trophy for the winner, so we can hand that trophy to him. Probably Perfect. the one with the great big thumbs up on it, right? Because that would be the <laughs> like greatest it. thing ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what you get from us? One of these. That's right. Yeah. Well done. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the okayest player of camp. Thanks. Yeah, okay. Um, that would uh, that'd be amazing. Um, but uh, Paul, thank you once again for joining us both for your camp insights and for and for awarding the Jimmy Gaines Award. Uh, where does everybody find you if they'd like to interact with you more on uh, social media of some kind? Uh, not really active on social media, but uh, Twitter at PR Reckner. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. And at Commonwealth for the next two warnings. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, Commissioner, where does everybody find you? On Twitter at Duchess Lombardi. Perfect. Super fan. You can find me at 56 Parkies and then the history as well as a bit of hoarding on the Edmonton Football History account, which is at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Lovely. Find me at Free Palicious and, of course, the show at The Turf District. Uh, you can find that on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, trying to get a little more into Instagram as, as we uh, go trying forward to here. It's, uh, yeah, I, I got to trying to learn but it's it, it's you know it's all learning um but join the huddle there and make sure that you uh, join in the chats with us um our apn shout out this week goes to the second floor podcast uh omid and kenny discuss how to survive thrive and keep the good vibes flowing in life health and business you can find them and all the other great shows on the alberta alberta podcast network at alberta podcast network.com Wow. There you go, Mike. Got you that one. That's good. Uh, follow our friends at Pay It Forward with football. Of course, they are also sending a ton of people to the game, uh, and it's very exciting that they're able to do that. Uh, again, help spread kindness and uh, check out Pay It Forward with football. Uh, so we, we uh, stick around for overtime. Uh, we will have a, a brief overtime tonight to just chat a bit more about some of the things that are going on. Um, and uh, otherwise, uh, we will be back next week uh, where we, we will be talking about beating down the Calgary Stampeders in preseason. And we will get ready for our season opener against the BC Lions out in Vancouver, which is going to be so amazing. Our, our I season. hope people will be there. I will be there, and it's uh, right around the corner. Uh, Paul will be there, too. Look at that. Half of the people on this podcast will be at that show, so that's exciting. Um, So make sure that uh, you check out... um 
the show whenever you can. Share the show when you can. Uh, we're excited to get the season started. Uh, thank you to all of you for being here, and thank you for everyone that contributed in the chat. Uh, so for Paul, Commissioner Kayla, and Superfan Mike, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.